So the NFL draft is coming up on Thursday of next week and I've completely neglected making a single draft episode. And honestly, that's just because really this 2022 NFL draft class, it's just, it's great. And it's filled with so much talent. And, you know, you've got your fair share of quarterbacks. You've got, you know, one of the one of the best defensive classes, I think, that we're going to be end up seeing. And, you know, it's it's a very good class. But I think that it just makes it so difficult to analyze because, you know, this is the first time in a long time where we don't have a clear-cut first overall pick. And then this year, it just seems like it's less predictable to see where each player would end up going. Now, obviously, this is no excuse to me not making a draft episode. I definitely wish I did. But anyway, better late than never. Today, I present the first episode of hopefully three before the actual NFL draft. Now, today's episode is going to look at the Patriots' first round pick. And don't get me wrong, I am so grateful that the Patriots were able to make the playoffs last year. But with New England making the playoffs, they also don't have a higher first round pick. And for a team that has some serious rebuilding to do after all the pieces they lost this free agency, it is definitely not great that they have such a low first-round pick with so much in defensive offensive firepower that is going right ahead in the draft. Now, for what it's worth, I don't see New England going and trading for a higher spot, and that's just simply because New England never really trades their picks for higher spots. And either, honestly, they trade down or they just end up staying in their selected spot. And so for the sake of this episode, I am not going to be analyzing guys like Garrett Wilson or Sauce Gardner or any of these fantastic players that are going to go in the first 10 or 15 draft picks simply because New England will not trade up. And so with that being said, who are they going to take? Well, New England pretty much has two significant needs, linebacker and cornerback. And you could potentially add in wide receiver But realistically, New England will not take one in the first round, especially with the recent addition of Devontae Parker. And, you know, they already got Jacoby Myers. They've got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. And so I just don't see them going out and taking a wide receiver. Though, if they do, I definitely will not be mad, that's for sure. And so, yeah, right now, those are the two main positions of need. And so let's just start with linebacker. Now, if New England does go linebacker, I do see them taking one of two guys, Devin Lloyd or N'Kobe Dean. Now, before we get into Devin Lloyd, let's talk about N'Kobe Dean first. And before I get into Dean's pluses and why he's probably one of the better picks New England could make in either the first or early second round, there is something to note. N'Kobe Dean is 5'11 and weighs 225 pounds. He is not a big linebacker, a big reason why he's going to be selected in the late first or early second round. And that's really where I think that New England could end up nabbing him. And so yeah, let's just talk about N'Kobe Dean. Now, while Dean is 5'11", he is fast as hell, something that New England severely needs on their defense. He is very solid in coverage, not amazing, but he's definitely very coachable, and he has great tackling mechanics. He has a high motor, and he's a high-effort player that tries to make a play on every down. He's a guy that New England could really use on the defensive side of the ball, especially with Dante Hightower gone and Kyle Van Noy gone. Now, there is definitely a reason not to pick Dean. One, bruising is his size. But then also keep in mind that New England already has Mac Wilson and just signed Jabril Peppers, who will hopefully be playing more of a box safety role. And, you know, I'm, overall, this is a reason why New England may not even go for linebacker in the first round. But if they do end up going for a linebacker in the first round, you know, keep in mind that, you know, Wilson is likely not a long-term option and neither is Peppers. And so having a guy like Dean who could potentially be a game-changer for years to come on the defense would definitely help rebuild a once legendary linebacker group. Now let's also take into account that Dean, like I said twice before, because of his size, may end up just falling to day two. 
And so because of that, when you think about whether or not New England should, you know, end up taking Dean high in the first round, especially at 21, when they can go out, maybe get a cornerback, maybe an offensive lineman, even another linebacker I'm about to talk about, maybe they don't need to take Dean right away. And so, again, that's just going to have to be a decision that New England makes. But, yeah, N'Kobe Dean is a fast linebacker. You know, he has great tackling mechanics. He, again, he is small, which means that he does get stuck on the line a lot easier than others. But if he does play more of a, you know, a an off-ball linebacker role, which I could definitely see him playing, then I think that he would be a great fit, you know, to pair up with Jawan Bentley on the defense. And so, yeah, that's definitely a guy that I think that New England could, should definitely think about taking. Uh, especially on day two, if he is still there, maybe trade up to get him. But then let's talk about another guy that I think is probably a much better overall linebacker for the Patriots, and it's just a much better overall linebacker than Nicobe Dean. Devin Lloyd. He's taller at 6'3 and heavier at 237. He has a fairly lanky build and could definitely bulk up, but his size is definitely an advantage over Dean. He has also got that instant acceleration that Dean has and can diagnose plays in the backfield with his 43 tackles for loss with Utah. Uh, he definitely has much better timing uh, than Dean as a blitzer, and we definitely cannot forget about Lloyd's speed with him being a sideline-to-sideline player. He's a guy, like I said, who's got a ton of speed to help him rush the passer, and he's got agility to help him avoid offensive linemen. But then he's also got much better awareness and coverage, and he has a more fluid lower body to react to quarterback's throws. Now, like Dean, I would also expect if New England drafts him to see him more as an off-ball linebacker. He doesn't quite have the strength to disengage from offensive line and when he does get stuck, though he does make up for this for his ability to skillfully uh, avoid these linebackers, and so that's definitely something to note. And then also, similar to Dean, uh, though not as apparent, he is also an eager tackler, and he does have the tendency to miss uh, some tackles because of that eagerness and then him being a little too early to uh, the ball carrier. And so that's also something just to note. But if we're looking at things in the grand scheme of things, I do think that Devin Lloyd, if New England has a choice between Dean and Lloyd, I definitely do think that they should go with Lloyd. He's better in coverage. He's a overall much better tackler, though he does definitely, like I said, need to work on his technique. And yeah, both linebackers are both very speedy. Both have great instincts at the linebacker position. And so given the option between the two, I definitely take Lloyd. But at the same time, if New England is able to take him in the early second round via a trade, then I definitely wouldn't be mad at a Nicobe Dean pick at that point. Now, let's quickly talk about Jamison Williams. See, I love Jamison Williams as a receiver. He's quick, he's a decent route runner, and he has good hands. Him and Garrett Wilson are arguably the two best receivers of the draft, but the thing between them is that Jamison Williams is not going to be ready on day one. Keep in mind that he did tear his ACL in the national championship game. But either way, both the, the two best receivers of the draft. And so, like I said, New England will not trade up. And so if they do get the chance uh, to take Jamison Williams, then I think over anybody, over Devin Lloyd, over the two cornerbacks I'm going to mention, then I do think that New England should end up taking Jamison Williams because he is still a fantastic receiver, even though New England does have a surplus of receivers right now. He is a guy that's a game changer. And keep in mind that Mac Jones and Jamison Williams do have somewhat of a relationship dating back to Mac Jones's time with Alabama. But again, I just don't see him falling that far. I think he'll probably fall somewhere between uh, picks 10 to 15. 
Uh, if he does fall to 21, I mean, oh my God, that'd be amazing. But then also you have to keep in mind the fact that Jameson Williams will have to redshirt likely his first season. And, you know, you know, drafting a guy who's got a redshirt his first season uh, is definitely a careful choice that anyone will have to make. But next, let's just move on to cornerback. And obviously, this is a, a position that New England desperately needs. You know, after losing J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore, they definitely need a guy going to the future, a guy that'll hopefully, that New England will hopefully pay going forward. Uh, now, to me, two guys really stick out at the position, Derek Stingley Jr. and Andrew Booth Jr. Now, let me make it very clear. If Derek Stingley Jr. falls to pick 17 or 18, New England has to pounce and trade with Philly or New Orleans to take Stingley Jr. Before his list Frank injury that caused him to miss most of the 2021 college football season, Stingley Jr. was just absolutely fantastic, to put it simply. Stingley had an insane freshman year, led the SEC in pass deflections and picks, and was a consensus All-American. Then he had a slightly worse, technically, 2020 season that was capped off by an injury. And finally, he missed most of 2021 with a list Frank injury. But again, to make things even more confusing, Stingley would end up going and having an excellent pro day just to make things interesting. Now, as you just probably heard, Stingley is a risky pick that I think New England should make going into this draft, given the chance, mind you. He has played primarily on the outside with some experience in the slot. Uh, he His hips are some of the best in the draft with how fluid they are during movement. He's got the speed to close gaps between him and the receiver, and he has impressive body control. He's a guy that's very comfortable in different coverages, and he limits his passion interference calls as well. But in those two final years that Stingley played, those are two years that you have to know going into this draft because they were quite concerning as he isn't as durable as some other corners that are here in the draft. He's also seemingly quite quiet as a cornerback, and analysts say that he lacks the toughness that others might have. Not to mention that he also hasn't exactly quite improved from that freshman year, though this could just be to a lack of opportunities from QBs targeting him or simply the injuries. Either way, if Stingley drops to 18 or 19, New England has got to pounce because he is too good of a player to miss. But let's just be real. The combination of Stingley falling and New England trading up to get him are two very unrealistic factors, and so Stingley is a stretch that I just wanted to mention, but at the end of the day, it's just not going to happen. And so who else? Well, we've got to talk about Andrew Booth Jr. That's probably the guy that New England, if they do end up targeting cornerback, like Stingley Jr., Booth is an all-around great corner that does play make better plays in zone than he does in man, but still has the speed to match up one-on-one. He's got incredible instincts and is one of the more physical corners coming out of the draft. And he does have a one-up on Stingley with his ability to tackle much better. Uh, if we're looking at Stingley as a cornerback, he's a guy that can make a play on the ball, but then once the receiver catches the ball, he does not show the effort to tackle. But Andrew Booth uh, does a better job wrapping up defenders, and so that's something to keep in mind. But obviously, there is a reason why Derek Stingley Jr. is going higher than Booth. And one of those reasons is Booth does bite hard on pumping, pump and route fakes. Uh, his hips are not nearly as fluid as Stingley's. And in a division where Booth will likely play Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, maybe even Debo Samuel, if the Jets do go after him, he will need to improve in those areas. But if New England doesn't trade, which they likely won't, then they're likely going to end up, you know, having to stick with Andrew Booth. And that's definitely not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, Andrew Booth is a better corner in zone. He's got great instincts, and he is also a great tackler. 
And so either way, if New England does end up trading for Stingley, that'd be great. But there's a good chance that they're going to end up going with Booth if they do decide cornerback. And New England will be getting a stud either way. But yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, We talked about two positions, or I guess you could say three. Uh, I think that New England also could potentially go uh, offensive line. But I didn't really mention it much in this episode because... Uh, I just don't think that right now offensive line is a big need for New England. They definitely do need a guard, but I think that New England can find their guard possibly on day two, maybe even on day three like they did with Michael Onwenu. I think that they can definitely find their replacement there maybe a little later in the draft, and so I don't think that they do need to uh, spend a first-round pick on an offensive lineman like other teams may have to do. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. This was a fun one for me, you know, looking at some of these guys that anyone can end up nabbing in the first round, second round. But yeah, this was definitely a fun episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace out.